Hello, friends. Welcome to the Relationship 411 podcast. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Kevin. We've been married for 25 years, and we've seen the best of times, and we've seen the worst of times. We also have four awesome kids who are growing up and leaving our nest. We've loved doing this podcast, and we're excited for it to continue. We don't have it all figured out, but we do have a lot of life experiences. Since becoming a life coach, I'm so excited to share with you the tools I've learned to help you in this journey we call life. Today, we're going to be talking about friendship and what it means to be a good friend. You know, what's that like? How to show up and be a good friend, according to us, right? And friends that have meant something to us and times maybe we've tried to have been a good friend, maybe. But maybe I'm going to start this conversation off today with a dialogue that you told yourself in your head for years and years and years. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. And if we got real about it, and vulnerable about it, I think that everybody can say, yeah, I've been there before, particularly as I've gotten older, you know? And so maybe for our listeners, tell a little bit about your story, and then we're going to talk about how that has also changed, and then we'll get into a little bit about friendship. So. Okay. Yeah. I. Um, so it's interesting because I think growing up, I always had a lot of friends, and I felt like I was a good friend. I always had friends. And fast forward, I came and uh, went to BYU. I was probably like 21. Um, I was a return missionary. And back then, girls were not return missionaries. They were all married by the time they were 21. So I just really struggled like fitting in, finding my niche, um, moved to Salt Lake, got married. And I just always felt like I never had any friends. I had lots of acquaintances, like people at church that you know, were assigned to you, or I was assigned to them. And I just felt like I I didn't fit in Utah. I didn't belong here. I never had friends. And I literally had that story for like 20 years. And of course, I did have friends, but I just never felt like it wasn't the friend that I wanted, the friend that I felt like I deserved, I needed, I wanted. It was just every now and again. It wasn't It just wasn't the friend. I had a manual of what a friend should be, and I didn't have that friend. And so I really, really struggled. And I made myself miserable and sad and cried, and I felt like I never got invited to things, or Kevin and I didn't get invited to things. We weren't invited on the couple's trips that I heard everyone else going on. And I just caused a lot of like drama and heartache for myself. And honestly, it wasn't until a few years ago that I realized, like, I don't need to worry about if, I, if other people are going to be my friend. I get to choose to be their friend. And when I had that flip in my mind that I get to choose who I want to be friends with, what kind of friend I want to be. And now I feel like I have so many friends because it was just this mind shift and instead of becoming the victim of friendship, I took that back and said, no, I'm going to be empowered and be the kind of friend. And I realized, like, for me, I love to entertain. Kevin and I both love to entertain. We love to have parties. We like to have people over. And I just thought everyone else was having parties and having people over and just not inviting us. But what I later learned and realized, most people aren't. They're inviting their family over or... They're friends from high school, and I didn't go to high school here, and I didn't have family here as much family. I did have some family, but so I really changed that dialogue. And so now when we want to have friends, 
and want to be social, we have a party or we invite people to our house. And I don't make that mean anything else about me, meaning like, oh, I'm not a good friend. No one likes me. I make it mean like, look how lucky I am. I have all these friends. So it really was this mind shift. And then, you know, the Utah thing, I just realized, you know, this is where I live. I might as well love where I live and enjoy it and do the best I can. So it really was very empowering for me and life-changing for me because I just had so much drama about friendship that I just wanted to let go of. I was tired and sick of feeling that way. And it wasn't anything, you know, if if people listen to this, they're going to call me and say, wait, are we friends? Of course we're friends. It just was this internal dialogue. Was it me? Are you talking about me on that podcast? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't any particular person. It just was how I felt and how I was thinking like a friend should be. And I will tell you, like outside looking in, and I as a spouse that would say this, one, I was hurt, right? And then because I cried a lot. Like I I'm not a crier. And several times throughout our marriage, I would just bawl to Kevin and say, I don't have any friends, no one likes me, what is wrong with me? You know, I just I made it all about me. And in reality, it had nothing to do with me. Yeah, so I love that. Nothing to do with you because I would look and say, I would try to make this persuasive argument. Like, what do you mean you don't have friends? Like, look at this person and that person and this person. You're like, yeah, but they're not, they weren't fitting whatever you conjured up in your head. And I remember we had an epiphany one time, I think, at least it was for me, for (laughs) you, but it was like, I said, you know what? Do you think you have to have one friend that fits all of these needs? Like the friend that I do everything with, like, you know, like you're four years old and like we do everything yeah. together. We live <laughs> on a farm and we do everything together. It's like, no, like maybe you have friends that you do this with. Maybe you have friends that you go to lunch with. Maybe you have friends that you go exercise with. Maybe you've got friends that, you know, and all of a sudden it was kind of an epiphany to you say, oh, I do have friends. And, and I'm like, babe, people love you. And if you run the hospital, people will be coming to see you and all that, like, but somehow in your mind, because it was all in your mind, that you conjured up that you didn't have any friends. And and candidly, I have known people that have moved thinking that that's going to solve the problem. It's in the neighborhood. We just got to mm-hmm. sell our home. We'll go to a new neighborhood. And that's going to start it all. And you have the same experience there. So that's when you know it's all <laughs> up in your head. Yeah. And the common denominator is you, mm-hmm. right? And it's so true. I, I'm so grateful, though, that I've had this experience because now I can relate to other people and I can understand how that is possible. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what is a good friend. So I'll just throw it out there to you to say, what is a good friend to you? And then I'll, I'll hit it. Yeah. I mean, I, of course, you know, have my manual of what a good friend. Like for me, the kind of friend that I want to be is one that cares about someone that shows up if I sense they're having a bad day or that just calls and checks in. And really, no one calls each other anymore. We just text. But just someone that checks in on someone, you know, brings them something for their birthday or um, invites them to lunch. I don't know. I mean, there could be a whole list of things, what makes a good friend. Yeah. But I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, you have chosen and have flipped it around instead of, I'm looking for a friend that fits these checkbox lists. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, you're saying, let me go be the person that I want to be and the kind of person and friend like I, you know, I want to have. Yeah, because I can't control it. what they do. And that's, right. I think, in my mind, I'm like, wait, no one is doing this for me. What's wrong? I, what's wrong with me? Instead, it's like, no, 
this is the kind of friend I want to be. And this is how I'm going to show up because I, I, I want to be that friend and they can take it or leave it. Right. I love how you said like how I want to show up. Like, honestly, that is like, you know, tattooed on my brain. Cause I hear you say that over and over again. You, and you probably life coach people with that. And you certainly have life coached me on that and our kids, but like, how do you want to show up? Cause I think that one of the things that we've experienced in times when we've struggled and, you know, our marriage has struggled, all of a sudden you kind of feel really alone that like no one's there. And I remember living alone and I had one, one person really kind of reach out to me and come see me um, out of the neighborhood. And it was gut wrenching. And I thought, I thought we were like all friends and, and, you know, we were going to, we had a blood pact with one another. We were going <laughs> to die for one another. And like all of a sudden there's nobody around. And I got pissed off. I thought these were people that like I thought I was a friend to. And then in my moment, I needed a friend. No one was there, I felt. And reality is I've kind of looked at that and kind of softened my heart a little bit and said, you know what? Sometimes friends don't know what to say. And so one of the things that I've tried to do as being a friend is to say, you know what? Sometimes you don't have to know the word to say at all. And you just have to show up. And and I say that sometimes is to say, you know what? I whether it's the loss of a level, we want to find the right word to say. It's like, shit, there is no word that you're gonna like come out and say, Oh gosh, I haven't heard that, or that just touched my heart and I'm better now. You're not. I I, I just say, you know what, man, there's no words that I'm gonna say that's probably gonna make this better. But I just want you to know I love you. I want you to know we're praying for you. I want you to know that we want your family to find peace whenever that's gonna be. And that we're here for you and we're going to show up and, and show you that we're here for you. Yeah, I think that's such great advice because saying something or just being there is better than saying nothing and doing Well, sometimes nothing. people say something like, yeah. you shouldn't have said a damn thing, <laughs> to be honest with you. But but trying but just, to think about yeah. it is to say, what would you want someone to say to you in that moment? And, and we've talked about, too, is to say, you know what? A friend is someone who helps you along the path that you choose to follow. Yeah, and I love that. I think that sometimes we can see a friend and we think, oh, I don't I don't like their choices. I don't like that they're not going to this particular uh church or organization or they've they've left my business. And it's almost or like, oh, they're gonna rub off on me if I start still hanging hanging around them, which isn't true. Like it's, you can still be whoever you are. Yes. As be well comfortable as with you. Your yeah. Now, if you're not super comfortable, guess what? Then they're yeah. going to lead you down whatever path. But if you're like, no, 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 I know who I am. I'm comfortable in my own skin. But I'm going to support you wherever you're at, and I'm going to love you wherever you're at. And I think that's really what Jesus does for us, right? Is he just he doesn't cherry pick like, well, I only hang out with the most righteous or whatever. It's like you know, he says, I'm going to love you where you're at, and I'm going to come to you where you're at, and I'm going to help you wherever you're at. And and how do you want me to help you? Do you need me to listen to you? Do you need some advice? Like, are you asking me for advice? Because let me tell you what, I don't think being a great friend is like jumping in your lane and trying to help solve your shit. You know, if you ask me, what do you think about this? Then I can say, hey, are you content communicating? Which is another, <laughs> it's another podcast. But you say, look, if you really mean that, I'll, I'll tell you. Otherwise, keep my damn opinions to myself and we're going to go do what we're going to go do and, and just show up, like yeah. you said. I think it's so valuable. Anyways, the other thing, especially with like social media, you know, you you see like, oh, they went to Tahiti with a whole group of friends. And it's like, wait, why didn't I get invited? 
But instead of being, for me, what I've realized, it's not, it wasn't about me. Maybe they only had four couples. They were out to dinner with these four couples. Hey, let's all go to Tahiti. Yeah, they just threw it out there on the table. It wasn't, they they didn't think like, ooh, how can we leave the Townsends out of our couple's vacation? That they did screw them. They're out of the But I think sometimes we go there, we're like, why did they not invite me? Or when you have little kids to a play group or whatever, like sometimes the capacity is only so much. But instead of thinking like, woe is me, I didn't get invited, just be happy for whatever you're seeing and maybe next time. Or you know what? I'm going to have a party and I'm going to invite those people. Because usually it has nothing to do with they didn't consciously think like, I'm going to leave that person out and not invite her or him or your family or whatever. They don't even know because you really, if anyone's ever had a party, you can't invite everyone you know all the time. Yeah, a wedding reception, a bridal shower, a party, a trip, like whatever. And if you think about it, it's all the lies that we just tell ourselves, and we create the story. Yeah. And it's like- it, We it's, find evidence of why they didn't invite us, and then we start feeling bad, and then we become an awful friend because we are negative, and no one wants to be around us because now we've, you know, we have this sour, you know, sour demeanor and persona, and no one wants to be a friend with that. So what if you looked at that picture on that's been posted or the story that you heard about the trip you were on? What if you looked at it purely innocently and to say, you know what? I have no idea why I wasn't invited, but gosh, I hope they had a great time. Maybe I get invited another time. Maybe I'll invite them on a trip. Sounds like it was fun, you know? Yeah. And, and instead, we paint every ugly picture. It's like, you know what? I think they didn't invite us because I think about three years ago, <laughs> I didn't invite them to something and they're, this is our payback or – you know, who went with her? So-and-so? They don't, I don't think they like me. And then I'm sure she probably said something bad about me. Or, yeah. And you, you create this picture, and then you see them, and you're pissed off at them. And you're like, they didn't even know what they did. So yeah. this like, <laughs> whole thing's been conjured up in your head as opposed it's to saying, so look true. at it innocently. Yeah. And just say, no, I still have friends, and people still love me, and I'm going to be the friend that I want to go right. be. Right. And really, it starts with being a friend to yourself. Like, how nice are you being to yourself? And really building that self-awareness, self-confidence in you to know like, okay, I know I'm a good friend. So who wouldn't want to be my friend? And if someone doesn't, that's okay because there are plenty other people out there that I could be friends with. Yeah, there's an abundance mentality, right? Like, there's not one friend on the planet like, oh my gosh, if this person, this is going to be a lonely world without this one friend. (laughs) You know, it's like there's a ton and you can find people that you'll be attracted to in so many different ways, right? Like this is my workout person and this is my, we like to go to dinner with this couple and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it's just purely, sometimes you just have a lot more in common with certain people than other people. And that's normal. It doesn't doesn't mean mean I can't be your friend and it doesn't mean that I don't love you and care about you. It doesn't mean I can't show up and support you and help you. There's a, a deal, babe, that you've done a lot of work on this with uh, as a life coach for sure and it certainly helped me and you've read a lot of books about this but help our listeners understand a little bit about empathy versus sympathy when it comes to friendships yeah i think sympathy is like i hope you're okay or you know i'm sorry sorry about that but when you have empathy you really try to like get down with them and I say get in the pool or get in the, you know, hole with them and really try to just hear them and have compassion and really try to see where they're coming from as opposed to like get well soon, 
you know, or, or hope you're feeling better. I mean, that's just, it has like no emotion attached to it, right? Empathy is like, you know what, I, I've never experienced that, but tell me how you're feeling. How can I help you? Or, or just, just showing up and listening to them and loving them where they're at, not trying to change them, not trying to make them feel better because they really, especially like if, if it's a death or just something really sad, they just want to be sad. And just showing up and being there, and that goes a lot farther than just like, I mean, it's still nice to send a card or whatever, but it just, it's a bit more superficial when you do that. It's like, okay, I've got to do something. Let me do this. And and that's fine. That's like not a bad thing. But when you can really get down there and really show up in a genuine, real way. I think you nailed it with that. And I I love that whole visualization of getting down in a hole with somebody and saying like, like looking at them in the eye and say, man, this sucks. You know what? We're going to get out of this. And you know, like, how does it feel down here? You like it down here? Okay. I don't like it down here. I'd like, what are we going to do? Like, you know, and for me, I have found when people really empathize with me, I feel like that I'm heard and seen and felt sympathizing in a weird way during the conversation, it goes back to them somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've just broken up with somebody and your heart aches. Like, oh, that must, I, I'm sorry. Your heart yeah. must be hurting. I, that happened to me one time. <laughs> and what I did was, yeah. I was like, shit, this isn't about you. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is my moment here. Like get in the hole with me and quit flipping it over to you. And it's like, you know, you've gained some weight. Oh yeah. Oh, that's happened to me before. And this is, I was just off. I couldn't fit my pants. It was just like, whatever. It's like, I know you're trying to empathize, but like, it's all about you all of a sudden. It's like, that's like superficial sympathy, whatever. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So babe, kind of as we wrap up, let's think about, you know, what if someone's struggling in this area of, of finding ways to make friends? What are some tips that, you know, we could talk to listeners about of how we've tried to make some friends or people have showed us how to make friends or people have made friends with us. Like, what Yeah, would we and it's along? interesting because you would think like we're 50 and sometimes it's hard to make friends even when you're older. But just inviting people, I think having the courage and just asking, inviting. And if they can't go, invite someone else. We have a son that is a great, he makes friends so easily and his entire life, he will literally call 15 people this is when he was in elementary school. Call 15 people until he found a friend that could play with him. And he would not give up. And sometimes he would be like, I'm like, hey, who's your friend? And he's like, hey, what's your name? He's like, hey, mom, can my best friend come on with me? And he'd be like, yeah, who's your best friend? Like, hey, what's your name again? And it's like that kid can make you know yeah. friends with a rock. But I think as adults, we get scared. Like, oh, someone said no. Ooh, that must mean that we, no one wants to be our friend. No, it's probably because they legitimately are busy. And they can't, but maybe ask them another time. And I think creating moments of saying, you know what, Um, I'm going to find some common ground maybe that I have with this person. And it might be we both like to ride bikes. We both like to walk. We both like a book club. Whatever your deal is, we both like to go to lunch together. And and you just find some of those common grounds and you start to do that. And And I think when you get invited to try your hardest to go to things. Because sometimes it's easy to think, oh, I don't have any friends. I won't know anyone. But just go anyways, and you're going to meet someone. You're going to sit by someone. You might meet someone new that becomes your really good friend. And a lot of times, I think that that you've done this before. We had little kids or whatever, and there was some event in the neighborhood or with our church. 
You're like, oh, I don't really feel like going tonight. And you kind of forced yourself to go. And I'm going to say 99% of the time you came back and said, oh, I'm so glad I went because of blah, 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 whatever it was. And I thought, so yeah, sometimes we don't feel like that, but stick with the commitment, go do it. And I think that you're going to create some friendship. I think don't be afraid to, to reach out. I'm, yeah, and yeah. be creative. I think find, you know, whatever your circumstances. Kevin and I, we do like to entertain. That's not everyone's cup of tea. But if you do, like, just say, hey, I'm going to have a women's group or I'm going to have a couple, two families over for dinner. Yeah, some people are great at bigger, you know, things. And some people are better at, like, just one-on-one or two couples together. It's like just kind of find out what you feel more comfortable with and just – some people, they like to just go out with another couple. You might like to go out to dinner. Maybe you want to stay in for dinner. Maybe it's game night. Maybe it's not. Uh, maybe it's plays, you yeah. know, whatever. And I think practice being vulnerable a little bit because we all know how to have the superficial conversations like, yeah. how is your job? How are your kids? What's your church calling? But maybe like practice being a little vulnerable so that connects you because as soon as you get vulnerable, you're going to connect and be able to share on a deeper level. And that really creates a deeper friendship. I agree. We A lot of times where we've kind of gone out, particularly in the last several years, and just kind of talked about a little deeper subject. We've had some other friends that have been great at just kind of opening up and talking about you know, non-superficial subjects. And it's amazing like how you can open up. And I think people appreciate it. I think you know, we live in a world of astroturf. Everybody wants real grass. You know, be a real friend, be a real person. And don't think that like we've got to build up this facade of like, hey, everything's perfect in my world. Everything's great. Everything's (laughs) fantastic. Couldn't be better. Great. (laughs) Then you're thinking like, shit, my world's terrible because like it's not really fantastic. But it's like you can share some things just to say, how's your world? Uh, You know, things are going pretty good. You know, we've got some issues right now a little bit with uh, figuring out something with our child or this, that, and the other. And I, I promise you. It's unbelievable how many times people open up after that if you take the lead and they'll say, yeah, we're struggling with something very similar too, or this is going on in our world. Who wants to say that? How's your world? Fantastic. Couldn't be better. Well, mine's the shit. So (laughs) let me tell you, you know, so just being a little open and vulnerable, creating those experiences. Um, One of the greatest things I think that we've done, babe, is that we found a playhouse that we like to go to and we have just bought six tickets to go to plays with. And we just try to rotate that through different couples. And we just say, who are we going to invite to this? And we just start going down a list. And, and the first people we call and they say, no, I can't make, we just keep going down a list until uh, we find you know someone that can say yes. And if you're listening and you haven't gotten invited, hold tight. Like we're, <laughs> you know, we're keep going down a list and we we just go with different people all the time. Yeah. And I think that's an intentional, be, definitely yep. being intentional because Sometimes friendship isn't just going to happen. We have to give ourselves moments and opportunities to build friends. Yeah, friendship. We, yeah, we want people to come to us. Yeah. And like, come be my friend. Yeah. But I don't want to reach out to you. It's like, no, it's kind of a two-way street here a little bit. I've got to do something for you and you do something for me. And, yeah. and so if trust. You, yeah, if you don't have friends, find ways that you can bring friends and look for friends in your life. And I think it will be life-changing. If you want more relationship tips, get on my email list, lifecoachgen2.0 at gmail.com or go to my website, relationship411podcast.com and sign up for a free consultation to get more personal help with your relationships. As always, follow us at Relationship411Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. 
And remember, we promise to give you the 411 about relationships. So you don't have to call 911 for yours.